You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Nintendo Club Podcast Level 12. Joining today is John Armour. Welcome, John. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, Mario Luigi has been sucking my time in the real world, not the dream world. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Uh, is it uh, something you've been uh, spending a lot of time with? A lot of... Yeah, it's it's number four on my all time 3ds play charts. It's getting up there. It's gonna it's gonna pass Ocarina's time, I think, uh, this or next week. Um, that came out last Thursday, right? Sunday. So I've had Sunday. a week with it. Let me pull up my uh, rankings here. So I had a week with it. It's um, now the 18th of August. I started playing it on the 11th of August. I am 18 hours and 40 minutes into it with an average play time of an hour and two minutes. <laughs> okay. How, so, how, how far along would you say you are? I've heard it's a 40-hour game. So what I've yeah, so I'm about halfway is what uh, I've been told. But I take longer on games than most people, I feel, <laughs> for whatever reason I spend my time in them. Um, especially with RPGs, I kind of like to... I like to go and find every enemy and destroy them so I can get as high of a level as possible. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're the same way or not. Well, I mean, it depends. Like, you know, I played a lot of Pokemon. Sometimes I would go through and just, you know, annihilate every enemy I could. You know, you just go through the grass, find as many people as I could to level up. But sometimes I'd play, I, I wouldn't care. I'd just kind of go through the game as it naturally flowed. And um, so I, I, I'm either or. Okay. So, um,. What have you been playing this week is the, the real question. Uh, still Animal Crossing, still a lot of that. Um, but uh, the, the new thing I've been playing this week is DuckTales. Oh, excellent. I'll have to talk to you about that. Um, should we open this this uh, show up with Animal Crossing, or should that be the last thing we talk about? What, what do you think? I'll leave that up to you. Uh, let's just open up with some Animal Crossing stuff. Um, okay. I'm now uh, 145 hours and 27 minutes into the game, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it my most played 3DS game and my yeah. most times played. I'm at 185 with that. But uh, anyways, I, I tried out this really cool thing with the QR code stuff. So Yes, that's what I was going to talk to you about. Oh, excellent. Um, there's an iPhone app. <laughs> There's an app. Okay, I haven't uh, seen that. QR My Design is what it's called. I think if you just search for Animal Crossing, it'll come up there. And what it does is you can take an image from your photo library and it turns it into a QR code for your 3DS to scan in. So I have my town flag now as the Nintendo Club Podcast uh, album artwork. That is cool. <laughs> and I also tried out this firework thing where you can use your design. So I tried oh, out... Okay. What does our logo look like for the show in firework form? <laughs> and um, basically what they do is they have a big globe, and in the middle of that globe is kind of a vague, vague uh, outline of what our thing is. So basically I can see little Mario inside of a big globe for firework show now. <laughs> now, wh- where in the town do you go to set that up? Um, So you have to, as far as I know, you have to talk to the sewing lady um who doesn't like to talk to people like f- six or seven days in a row oh yeah uh yeah I, I got the qr reader i think you have to talk to her 10 days in a row yeah it's a lot um, it gets yeah. funny that that lady because you get in weird discussions with all three of them or <laughs> uh where do you go to actually set the firework designs like oh, what do you ha- um it just has to be part of your your logo so if you're having it it's where you add for the town flag type stuff Oh, okay. um, so if it's in that database of all your designs, you could just go up at the Isabel before the show starts and say, I've got this design, and she allows you to pick one of those out 
or multiple out. So that's cool. I'm looking at the fireworks now. I didn't know you could do that. I yeah, it's have, pretty nifty, I gotta say. Yeah, that's cool. I've been playing with the QR codes a lot too this week because I unlocked the uh, the sewing machine. So I, I have a I've got a bunch of good pathways now. I got these really nice. Uh, pathways in my town. I, I had drawn pathways myself before, but they were not nearly as good as the ones do I have you now. Flowers to do that or what? Uh, no, no. So I, I got uh, codes that look like stone on the ground. Um, huh. So you can you can just display any pattern you want on the ground. Um, so I have a little area with some garden stuff. I have uh, some bricks down in now, and I also have a <laughs> I have a picture of Bob Saget. I have a QR code for <laughs> Bob Saget. Now, where <laughs> did you? I've heard this, but where do you find buy pavement or bricks or whatever? So it's, you don't have, you buy. What you do is you you scan a QR code um, of someone's design of like bricks or something, okay. and anywhere you are in the grass, you can just say display on ground. So if you go into your little um, your pencil tool with all your designs when you're out in the grass, if you tap on one, it'll just say display on ground, and you can just put these wherever you want. So if you make them look like uh, gravel or rocks or a pathway it looks pretty good when you get a lot of them on on there i didn't know you could even do that yep i mean yeah they just let you put any display or any a design on the ground i have a, a little next to my bench i have a little picture of bob saget so if you're um, really in depth with this you could uh gra- get a gra- graph paper and graph out your landscape and just like take over this whole area with continuing designs based on the size they allow for you know yeah, I mean you can only have you can only have ten designs. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, like, if you go in and change a design, like I went in and tweaked a few things. As you tweak them in the design, it tweaks them on the ground. So as I walk <laughs> back and and visit that part of my town, it actually already changed all the all the patterns. Um, but that could another, be kind of cool though to have your cool. whole town change at once. Like now it's fun saturday or <laughs> i mean that's yeah that's not a bad idea i've seen some youtube videos of some people who've done some pretty impressive like gravel and concrete work with their towns yeah i i'm trying that out right now so i'm seeing how this works here oh um, crap it, mr Rossetti just just nailed me oh i i accidentally closed on my fireworks show evidently <laughs> i also have oh a, yeah you know go ahead Sorry. I, I use a uh, qr code to uh you know you can have the face standout cutties uh, yep. So I have uh, Mickey Mouse as my design now. <laughs> I got a QR code for that, which is pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, one thing. Uh, what am I trying? I'm trying to remember something here. Take a picture with fireworks. <laughs> as far as what's your like uh, current like mission for the, your works and improving your town right now? So I've. I've I've gotten this area of my town with same area with the pathways with the garden and everything. I've got a lot of a few lights there, a little clock there now. So I really got that area set up. So I was thinking this next week what I would do is try to get all the enhancements to the town like the police station and the dream suite and all the things I can things like that I can add to the town that I haven't done yet because I've done a lot of little things. I have this giant like sphere or this giant excuse me this giant cube that just mm-hmm. rotates. So I have all these little things but I don't have have anything that's like added you know a new character or anything like that to the town so i'm gonna do the police station next very cool um i think that's it for animal crossing this week at least for me uh well I oh, want... wait, wait 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 i almost forgot i got another building that's going up right now oh what's that 
I think it's the one above everything. Yeah, I think I'm getting that too right now. Because it looks like I didn't try this while stores were still open, stupidly. Unless they are right now. Um, Uh, Mine are closed now. Yeah, but the doors below are still open, and there's Mm -hmm. this cloth Mm -hmm. for above area. So that's coming. That's how mine is. I'm pretty sure that's the hair salon. That's what's coming. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So one thing with Animal Crossing that I've looked into this week that I haven't looked into yet is uh, getting rid of people in your town that you don't like. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have this area in my town called Fruit Forest where I just have nothing but fruit trees. <laughs> I, have, I have I have a custom design sign for it. I just really like it because you know I like the colors of the fruit and everything like that. Uh, it's one of the first things I set up in my town. But this this town member just moved in right in the middle of it and just oh, dest- no and just destroyed, which that's, that's just no irritates good. me. And the worst part is the character's not even cool. It's it's a little mouse named Bree. Oh, I um, hate that mouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I went camping once. My town's like, I don't want you here. Yeah, yeah, no, Bree's no good. So <laughs> what I I did a little research and it, I figured out there are ways you can get people out of your town if you don't like them. Complain <laughs> um, to Isabel. So yeah, I, I initially thought complain to Isabel because that's it's there. You know, you have a few options you can complain about. So I thought I'll just keep doing that. That'll be the trick to get her out. But with a little bit more research, I found out it's a little it's a little bit more than that. Um, hmm. If you talk to a person a few times, you start developing a relationship with them. Um, the way to actually oh, get rid of people you give is, all the negative responses, right? Yes, yeah. So you have to give <laughs> negative responses, and if you really want to get rid of them, you have to ignore them. Just completely ignore them. Never talk to them at all. Um, I've accidentally re- done that, and um, I say, yeah. don't move. I actually like you. I'm just busy with other <laughs> things right now. Yeah, so I figured out if you really want to get – if someone moves in your town that you really don't like, the best thing to do is to talk to them once just so you introduce themselves and just ignore them completely from then on out. So that's what I'm doing now with Bree. I'm, so I'm just trying to get rid of her. My, my Animal Crossing girlfriend, um, Carmen, she wanted to move out. And it's like, no, you're not – like – it, it seems that even if you have really close relationships to some of the characters in this game, that they'll want to move out at some point. Uh, I think, yeah, it's based on random events. I figured out something I didn't know. I don't know this is the first Animal Crossing that does this, is if you develop enough of a relationship with a character, they they pretty much say, we, I want to be your best friend, and they give you a framed picture of themselves for you to put in your house. Oh, that's I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Yeah, yeah so with Blue Bear, <laughs> if you guys don't know Blue Bear is my... Uh, my BFF in Animal Crossing. I've been trying so hard to get Blue Bear to give me a framed picture of her. So, yeah, that's my Animal Crossing uh, story this week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there should be a reality show with Animal Crossing, like, you know, real world Animal Crossing. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not like an anime for Animal Crossing yet. Yeah, I, that's, you know, I think. Like they oh, well, did it for Pokemon. They, they, I was going to say they did it for Pokemon. Uh, I was thinking, you know, they did do the Mario shows back in the early 90s, so it's not out of the question, but <laughs> I'm sure the Japanese audience would love that more than an American audience. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Animal Crossing, I'm really digging it. Uh, it's scary how many hours I'm still it's, putting yeah. into it. Yep, it is. This one, they did a good job in this one in making it last long and giving you a lot of things to do. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, next up on my list, I got a, a new old game in, in, in my mailbox the other day. Cool. Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm. Did we talk about me getting this in last week or did I not uh, have it yet? We talked about, we t- I don't think you had it. I think you mentioned you ordered it. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I had a friend at my work actually mentioned this game to me talking about how just crazy expensive it was in the store, you know, 90 bucks at 
GameStop, I think it is. Promo codes are your mighty friend. Um, <laughs> Sixty-eight bucks with promo codes. Oh, nice. Um, that's good. To and that's a that game goes for a hundred to hundred fifty on eBay. So even ninety bucks is a good price, if you ask me. Um, they're making lots of money because they're because they're either getting these from people trading them in because there is a big promotion about trading this game in right now, or they're finding some other way to get these games. Um, I try to I'd, I'd probably say it's the trade-ins because they're also doing this for metro prime trilogy which they did not publish at all so oh that's cool i need to i need to get I, that. Yeah, this is an expensive month with gamestop I, I never buy stuff from gamestop and i got this one as well as metroid prime trilogy which is only 65 bucks shipped with the promo codes that they have now uh, there's a promo code GUST15. In any game 59.99 or over, you get $15 off uh, for that game. That includes new games, I believe. So you get, if this, you could probably get Pikmin for whatever uh, 45 bucks that way if you wanted to, which is crazy. Um, so what, what's the deal with Xenoblade? I've heard a lot about it. I just is it a brand it a- new? I mean, it looks player, the disc looks, is perfect front and back. The Club Nintendo rewards thing worked. Um, <laughs> manual was there and untouched. I'm Wait, did you got you said you did get it from GameStop. I'm surprised they yeah. didn't take that. I'm surprised they didn't take that out. The uh, promotional code. <laughs> it sounds like something they would do. Or, I mean, you know, the, the Nintendo with, points. I mean, they're all there. I also That's got cool. Pikmin One in the mail, and the guy that I bought it from evidently did never never used his promo code. So that was pretty <laughs> cool to redeem that one too. Wow, good um, luck. But yeah, Metroid Prime Trilogy also came out from GameStop, and uh, yeah, sixty-five bucks with that promo code Gust fifteen, and your paid membership brought it down another ten percent, I think. Um, but yeah, Metroid Prime Trilogy—it's another one. It's hundred bucks upwards on eBay, you know. Um, and is that all on one disc? The trilogy? Yeah, I own the first and second on GameCube because I figured, hey, this is this is Metroid. I might want to just play this on GameCube because it's so sad, like. All of these um, GameCube original IPs, sort of the the rebirths of you know you have Pikmin as a brand new thing, you have Metroid as a rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all they they were all like kind of put on Wii in this better format almost, right? Oh yeah, with the controls, I'd say much better format. I have nothing compared to on Metroid Prime Trilogy yet, but um, I've heard Me- it's good, it's good that way. Uh, yeah, I mean Metroid definitely controls fine on GameCube, but it's one of those things where once you have it. With the pointing, it's just a lot better, I think. You know, I, I know a lot of people would argue that, but I think it's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I also think 65 bucks for this game. Um, it's three games in one. I think the, they're probably all 20 hours apiece, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's three complete games, though, within a single disc, which is just wild. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, GameCube discs didn't hold as much as other systems just because they were smaller, so... Getting a few GameCube games on a Wii disc doesn't sound crazy. So is that the mystery of why Pikmin 1 and 2 is um, how long it is, or is it a different... Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy the length, I'll just say that, but... Um, I don't know, because, you know, there are, there's games out there that are long. Yeah, it's Fantasy Star and Lines long, you know, Mario Waker's Sunshine, long, right? Wind Waker's long, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, I don't know, I think Pikmin just... Maybe Nintendo didn't know how to... You know exactly what to do with payments. So that's why it's so a long format, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah. So I've got a lot of awesome retro games that I get to play. I say retro, that you know, but they're really just a couple of years old. Um, get a lot of is, Wii games playing. Yeah, is Xenoblade a Wii exclusive game? Yes, Wii exclusive, and it was actually GameStop 
only distribution USA. Oh wow! So this was rare because they only printed like two copies originally, and it sold out pretty fast. <laughs> um, Metroid Prime Trilogy was a very limited release kind of thing. I th- it'll probably be kind of how like Super Luigi U is only in twenty thirteen kind of printing for Metroid Prime Trilogy. I think that'd probably be a good comparison. I wonder how many Wii games they're still printing in general. I thought I don't know. I thought they were done with that stuff. But I, guess I mean, they still sell the systems. They like, do. They still new. sell DS systems. I don't know. They need to stop that. That's a. I think they should just. You know, it's a weird thing because on on one hand you want the lower price system, especially for handhelds, perhaps the DS. But you're having people buy into a system that's getting no good new games anytime soon. And it hasn't. And even and even when it was still a current system, it wasn't getting exactly you know the most or you know a good lineup yeah i feel so sad having someone buy a system and it's like not being developed anymore i mean i think it's it's one of those things where it's good short term because there's something there at that price range and you know it's also the big family devices kind of like you have an iphone and you have the newer one or whatever yeah yeah but but it's you know in the long term i think it's just not good for you know, not good for anybody. Well, I agree. Might be good, might be good for Nintendo, but no, I don't think it's good for consumers. No, and also, if people are still buying Wiis versus if they're going to the store looking for a Wii, they'd be getting a Wii U. Yep. That that would happen a lot because, oh, what's the what's the Wii? This is the Wii. Let me get this. Yep. Because like a lot of them, they didn't they don't even know it's a Wii U. It's just the Wii. It plays the Wii games and the new games, and they, as a consumer, uh, makes a better experience. I think. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But uh, yeah, um, what else should I say? Um, Pikmin too. I started playing. I'm a couple days into it. I, I'm just now realizing how vast of an improvement Pikmin, Pikmin three was visually over the older ones. Yeah, I mean, you gotta realize <laughs> Pikmin two came out a long time ago. You know, it was not last generation, or you know, not current generation, but it was before that. So yeah, yeah it's, but it's, it's been a while. They were also like put out on the Wii, but graphically they didn't enhance that at all for yeah. the Wii. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't enhance too much on the Wii, you know, maybe maybe a few textures, things like that, some lighting, but no, yeah, it's a vast improvement. It looks a ton it's amazing. Like um, the, way it's, better, yeah. Like it's not too ugly not to play. I'm gonna play both of them because I'm having fun so far. But it's uh, it's so wild. Also I noticed the controls with the Wii remote it's less accurate than Pikmin three. Yeah, I think maybe on those, I could be wrong, but on those Pikmin 1 and 2, they might just be using the sensor bar. I think Pikmin 3 might be using the Wii Motion Plus. It feels I, like more of a range. Like, it's yeah. you're not exacting. It's more of a, you've got this big range. And, yeah, that probably is part of it, the Motion Plus stuff. Maybe, you know, don't quote me on that, but that, that seems logical. Like, it might be that, might be a reason why. Yeah. I did notice I, I watched um, the Wii U unboxing back from last year or whatever, because um, I figured, you know, let me see. The people love to talk about the Xbox One unboxing stuff like that. I noticed the sensor bar not included in Japan. We use evidently. Really, that's Is interesting. What that unboxing like had a note of not included in Japan version or something. Hmm. I wonder why. Probably just assumed everyone had a sensor bar. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you? I would assume they would. I mean, I guess it's not required for this system, but you know, it's the, not. yeah. Huh, interesting. You know, it's weird, not that yeah. expensive to make either, so I don't know. I mean, That's you could just strange. put up a few candles in front of your TV and that works, too. Which I've done, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, 
I guess let's uh, last bit about Pikmin. Uh, we'll talk about Pikmin two. I'm saying play more of it, but um, I've been playing Pikmin three off TV with my Wii remote, and that is just wild that that works and it works really it well. It works. It works too well. It's almost it's my, scary. I mean, yeah. it's like I'm laying in bed. I got my gamepad just you know on my lap sort of thing in front of me. Um, it fairly comfortable. I might um, I'd say as well. Um, and it works. You know. Yeah, I was surprised. I was taken back when I first tried it and how well it worked. It's like cool. that's the video they record. You have someone in the airport with their gamepad and the uh, <laughs> instead get them with the stand with the Wii remote there. That'd be priceless right there. You could totally do that. I mean, bring it. You just got to plug the system in. Yeah. The, the Wii, the gamepad's your TV. So your the next screen. invention will be a um, case for the Wii U. It surrounds the whole Wii U. It's a big battery case. I can power the system for like uh, ten hours or something. Or awesome. you could buy a DS. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, look, funny to see that stuff happen. There is yeah, a car adapter. I'm looking at some of the screenshots from Pikmin too. Yeah, it's a way better. Come a long way. Like, yeah, I don't think a lot of the game reviewers realize they really have come a long way visually and just in control and all the other aspects. Like, it's. It's no small upgrade compared to Pikmin 1 to 2 versus 2 to 3. It's huge. Yeah. Looks way better. So um, what's next on your uh, topic list here this week? Let's talk about DuckTales. Oh, yes. So um, I never played the original, and I hear if I if you didn't grow up on this game, it's not a good experience. Am I wrong or right with that? Well, I didn't play the game growing up either. Um this is my first time playing DuckTales. I, no, oh, I, I wow. Seriously. Well, I can't say that. I played it in emulation, which I can't really say okay. is playing the game, but I've you know experienced it in some sure, ways. Sure, sure. Um, I actually got DuckTales in the box for NES. I went out and, and I've been eyeing it for a while, but this is this game coming out kind of pushed me into actually getting it, so I got a copy of it. I think I mentioned that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I played both of them. I can say that... I don't think you had to play the original growing up to enjoy this game at all. That is to say you did enjoy this game. Then. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. It's, it's, um, I'm pretty sure it's built on the same engine as Mega Man. It's a Capcom game, originally a Capcom, Capcom game. Um, it's a good platformer that doesn't just reuse a bunch of mechanics of games like Mario. They do a lot of different things like using Scrooge McDuck's cane as kind of like a pogo stick and jumping around. So it's not just, you know, it's not a, just a, you know, a generic platform. It does some cool things that I really like. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. It was Now, a did blast. you get through all of the game then? So, yeah, the, the remake, the remaster version, I played it on medium. It took me about three and a half hours to complete the game, and that is watching all of the cutscenes, all of them, but one I skipped through, one I think. So it's um, less than four hours to get through this whole thing. Yeah, it's less than four hours. You know, the game was originally on NES, so it couldn't be super long. Um, they added in the remastered version. Now they have this kind of introductory level that wasn't there in the NES version that kind of gets you mm-hmm. used to the, me- the mechanics of the controls and everything like that, you know, which most new games do these days. Um, but other than that, it's five levels. Once you beat those five levels, they give you the final level. Um, and that's it, yeah. But they're really, you know, they're pretty, they're not just, they're not like Mario where it's start to finish, run through the level, you're done. There's a little bit more exploration than uh, most most platformers. Have you, did you play it all? Did you download it? I didn't. Um, I was saving up because this week was 
the one yearly 40% off at a retro gaming store sale this week. Plus, it was Flashback Friday, which is um, basically uh, tournaments. Uh, we, you know, fellow uh, New Hampshireans uh, get together, and uh, this time it was Mario Kart 64. We just, you know, compete and play each other, and I won 15 bucks doing it. So, um, oh, nice. That's cool. So, um, picked up uh, 13 N64 games, including uh, just in, uh, in stock there was Mario Party 2. I saw before even putting the, the shelf there. Um, <laughs> I was, love that. <laughs> it was originally, yeah, originally I think thirty four. He was going to sell for then it was forty percent off. Then with the fifteen dollar in store credit, I bought it for six bucks at the end of the night before I left. Man, yeah, those Mario Party games are expensive. <laughs> they are. Um, the whole set was like a hundred, I think, on eBay. So, um, and yeah, so that was very exciting to get that for six bucks. Mario Party two. Um, that was the one I guess I grew up on as far as Mario Party games. The second one. How many were there for Nintendo 64? There was a trilogy of them. There were three. <laughs> there were three? Okay, I thought I thought the mayor was four or five, because they continued on GameCube, obviously. There's like know. nine of them now. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, so because of that, you didn't, you didn't get DuckTales. And I also surprisingly bought Metroid Prime Trilogy that same day, because <laughs> like, oh crap, this is on there. They got this great promo code. I want to get this. It's 65 bucks. That's like three games. That's, uh, you know... So, no, a lot of my money went to unexpected places uh, this week, as well as I paid for the year Luigi soundtrack that uh, is now shipping and in my hands. Shipped on Monday, got here by Friday. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, it's a beautiful little uh, CD, and uh, the, the soundtracks are great. Um, it's fun to hear the humming with Luigi's Mansion, and um, the Mario RPG game that I'm playing now is on there, and some other tracks and it's, it's a nice little uh, score for sure um but yeah so that came in i'm now two two uh, items shy of the complete set of year luigi stuff so <laughs> cool um yeah so i'm gonna get ducktales at some point um yeah i, yeah. I will play it <laughs> i was looking forward to it just because i've been looking forward to playing anything on my wii u and this is a game uh, i really like what they did with the art style and everything um they really made it look look like you're playing the DuckTales cartoon, which I grew up watching. I don't know if you grew up watching, but I grew up I watching. I didn't, no. Uh, but, yeah, I've... The 3DS has been so tied up with this Mario and Luigi RPG and Animal Crossing that I'm not bored at night. Once I finish, finish <laughs> RPG, I think that time Wonderful 101 will be out, and then after I finish 101, Raymond will be that same month. Like... Uh, yeah, yeah, this game this game gets me excited for Rayman just because, you know, platforming action. I love this because you can just jump into it and not have to think a lot about it. You just kind of, you know, play through the levels, enjoy the art style, enjoy the music, which they have a they have to, which is really cool. I didn't realize so after I I beat the game the first time and then I started going through it a second time on hard or expert. There's an 8-bit mode where they just have the whole all the music is just like original I 8-bit heard. style. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very really, cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so yeah. Platforming. Like pick it up. Get it. Yeah. I, I will get it thing. one day. Uh, sometime this year, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, platforming wise, I actually beat, surprisingly enough, I beat Cloudberry Kingdom Story Mode, all like 300 levels or whatever it is. You played through 300 levels. <laughs> it was like 242, I think. But yeah, I that insane Cloudberry Kingdom game that everyone says is impossible and, you know, aggravating. 
I made it through all the way through the aggravation, through all that, and I. F- it makes you feel like a platforming, you know, god when you're done. Like it's so rewarding finishing that. Like, oh my gosh, I did yeah, that. Yeah, I should probably get this game because that's definitely my favorite genre. That's <laughs> anything that anytime they can do anything original in that genre, which this game seems to be doing. I should definitely pay attention to that. It's a very exacting platformer. Um, if you get stuck in the story mode, as you collect these cloud berries, you're able to spend them on either slow motion mode or a a a dot that shows you the the perfect course for it. So if you're, you're struggling, I didn't realize this until like almost the end of the game that they had this. Um, but there are assist assist modes that you still have to get through levels, but um, they make it a little bit. Uh, simpler to do that for for those that are having problems. Yeah, uh, with uh, on, back to Ducktales. On Ducktales, I played the original on the NES. I played the easy, which mm-hmm. is a lot harder than the easy on the new Ducktales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, funny yeah, how they, that works. Yeah, funny how that works. Obviously, they're making the game more accessible to people. I mean, you know, all games. We're back not then all were, hardcore ridiculous. like we were back then. Right? <laughs> no, I mean it is. It's weird because I started playing. I was I started playing the medium mode on the NES version, and I was having a hard time getting through some of the some parts that were pretty easy. And I got through on the remaster version pretty, you know, with no problems. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to just take it to the next <laughs> level. I'm going to put it on expert. So I put it on expert. It was almost easier easier than the medium in some parts. It oh, was that's, it was it was weird. strange. I don't know how well balanced that was, but yeah. It's, yeah. It's a cool little effort they put there with the they got the voice actors back. They're like 90 years old and they came back for it like Yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool stuff. I I I went to go get on the eShop on Tuesday and when I went there I realized the game came out on Wednesday. So I said, "Okay, let me go. I'll just go watch some reviews for it, you know, hold myself over before it comes out." And one of the big complaints I thought that was a Tuesday use. release. I could have Yeah, sworn. I thought it, yeah, me too. I thought it why wouldn't it be? That's what I thought too. Now what um, time of day did you go? Oh, it was it was probably mid morning. Yet noon is the update time for all things eShop. Okay. Except midnight releases from Nintendo. <laughs> I gotta remember that. Yeah. Yes. I don't it might have been around that time. It might have been a little earlier than that. Okay. Yeah, so instead of getting that, I went and just checked out some reviews. And the, the only thing that people really had to complain about were those cutscenes. They said, you know, they just kinda took away from the game, got you out of the action, which I didn't find was the case so much i enjoyed yeah. them just because i think probably i you know the, a lot of the reviewers said this game doesn't need explore you know doesn't need reasons it doesn't need to have, have a story it's just ducktales but for me you know having that story in there made it more interesting and made it feel like i was playing like an episode of the the show so i didn't think it was that bad i, I like the game yeah I, anyone that's good that's a Wii you should have it it's a must own yeah Morgan luigi dream team similar complaints like there's all these cutscenes and dialogue, and I like that stuff. It's part of the story. Like, I don't want to just play all gameplay and not any story with it. Yeah, the one thing I would say is that in DuckTales, um, to k- the skip a cutscene, you have to pause the game and then hit skip cutscene. So I wish they did oh. have it. So- yeah, it's, it's a little strange. I wish they did have it so you can just press one button to cut through, but... Yeah, uh, they want to make I, sure those young kids don't accidentally skip the cutscenes. <laughs> I mean, cutscenes are great. I love the voice acting because they're they're all the original characters. Um, the first time I went through the game, I watched them all. The second time, I just cut through. I skipped every single one. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been like heavily promoted in the eShop. It's not like the top thing on the 
header. Yeah, it's not I, on there, but I figured it would be too. I went in the eShop and I was ready for it just to be the big banner at the top and me to go straight downloading it. And it was kind of towards the bottom. And I was like, well, I'm like, what else do you guys have to show off? Why isn't this at you know? Why isn't this at the top? This should be a pretty big I mean, deal. It could have been advertised, uh, re- you know, because it was NES originally. Play, you know, exactly. <laughs> they yeah, could they have done could... a huge thing with that. And then if they have ways to get this game remade i'm sure they have ways to get the original game on the virtual console which i'm sure they probably wouldn't want because they don't want people buying that instead of this version but you know buy yeah. both they could have a bundle um, there you go yeah 18 I like that. bucks for both of them or something there you go sounds fair <laughs> yeah but um yeah ducktales i'm gonna get one of these days and um yeah, uh, platformers. I feel like I'm getting so much better at now that I'm playing more of them. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, getting I love better. them. They're my fave. <laughs> so, uh, just quick mention. Evidently, if you work at IGN in the Nintendo department, you end up working for Nintendo after like five, ten years. Yeah. So, how many? That's three people from yeah, IGN. Two or three. Now, 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 Rich is the latest one. He's working the PR department. My hope is that he can create commercials. I don't know if he does that, but explain the Wii U properly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, well, yeah, he's working at PR there now. Um, I know he he definitely knows that that's a problem for Nintendo, so I'm sure he's going to be, you know, telling anyone he can, you know, to step it up. And because yeah, PR, I guess, more deals with uh, dealing with re- uh, reviewers and yeah, people like the, Idea yeah, rather than commercials. Yeah. yeah, totally. But yeah, him, um, Boson, I think works for Nintendo now. I think he does. He worked at IGN years ago. But that's yeah, good because... The girl as well. Um, yeah, Audrey Drake. Yep. Yep. She's... Just, yeah, Audrey's awesome. Speaking of Wii versus Wii U, um, the JB Hi-Fi store, I think in Australia, put up this lovely poster. Remember, Wii equals white case, Wii U equals blue case. <laughs> I. The funny thing is people forget that the 3DS, there were similar signs because people didn't didn't know that it was a different system originally. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think, I don't even know how they overcame that. I think it was just one day people just realized and started buying them. Yeah. I mean, it's a, just a, takes time to develop, like, this is a new system kind of knowledge base, I guess. Um, so another quick, like, hit here is I found out this week if you do lose your digital, your 3DS, like, if it's lost uh, for whatever reason, they can restore your eShop titles if you know your serial number of the 3DS mm. or the credit card number you use to purchase games. So that's keep cool. those things handy. So just a note. That's good. Yeah, good reason to keep the box or write that down or do whatever you need to do. Hopefully, hopefully they'll change that in the future so it's tied to some sort of account system. But, you know, for now, that's, well, that's yeah. not bad. Well, let's talk about the whole account thing, because I, I came to a revelation this week that there is actually one huge benefit of it being a device-based system versus mm-hmm. an account, What's and that? that is it's tied to your device. So you can get rid of all your personal information, and the games are still tied to that device. Someone cre- can create a new account where they can buy new games and there. So the, the thought is you could sell a loaded 3DS with all these eShop titles to someone on eBay and you can make a lot more money if you find the right buyer that knows, hey, you're getting every first-party Nintendo title that was released during this time frame, you know? That's definitely true. Uh, that's definitely true. But 
I think the thing you're giving up by that is by saying, hey, these are tied to the device and not my account. You're saying, well, if you do sell, I think it's is someone coming to my town right now. Sorry. Something's <laughs> going on. Something's going on in Animal Crossing. Yeah, by tying it to the device and not an account, you're saying you are giving up the right to re-download those games in the future because they're tied to the device rather than your account. So, But you can also do the system transfer in which you move everything over to your new 3DS. But yeah, the, the point is if you lose it or it gets stolen – you have to go through a big process that's yeah. not fun yeah. or consumer-friendly. But um, I just want to point out there are some upsides, um, not a ton, but it's the fact that, you know, that is kind of a unique unique thing um, that has to do with that. And I think you can even system transfer it to a new 3DS without eShop being open or online anymore. So if that did ever shut down, I think that's outside of that whole system. Yeah, it's definitely – they. I mean, it's better than nothing having having them be able to get those games back. Definitely, um, but you know, hopefully, it'll evolve. Nintendo's evolve. I agree. They're working on it. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure they are. It better be. Yep. What's your next topic up for the the show today? Um. Or do you have one? Because I got several I can go through here. I got well. I have a few. I have a, one little thing we can mention. I have another topic that's a little bit longer. But since yep. we're talking about little things, uh, came out we learned that Wind Waker is going to be about two and a half gigs, which oh, is interesting. I did not even see that. Yep, that came out. I think Nintendo came out on the official Wind Waker webpage and mm-hmm. posted that. So it's two point six gigabytes. They're pretty good sh- about having efficient game sizes. Yeah, first they party are, titles, yeah. Yeah, they really are. Um, I'm not sure how big the original one is, but I mean, just from screenshots, oh, I can't wait for this. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Good game, 2.6 gigs. I'm sure that's the biggest Zelda yet. Probably, it's um, gotta be. I'm not I sure how have... much the Wii can hold as far as the disc size. Oh, I think it was four and a half gigs. Don't okay. quote me on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, speaking of. I guess speaking of Pokemon, which you weren't speaking of at all, but um, <laughs> we're always someone's always speaking of Pokemon somewhere. Yeah, but um, so besides the worldwide launch of the game, they're doing a worldwide soundtrack launch, and for the first time ever, it's going to be available on iTunes for purchase. Whoa, really? It's like the Pokemon branch in Nintendo. It's a separate company, but I think they're related in some way. Uh, game um, Freak, yeah. Game Freak, I'm not sure if they're a subsidiary of Nintendo or what's going on there, but uh, they're doing things right. They're doing worldwide launch, plus the soundtrack, which traditionally has only been that Club Nintendo thing in Japan, which is why I didn't port the Japan CD for the year Luigi. <laughs> um, yeah, it's coming out here on iTunes and in a physical disc. So That's pretty cool. 212 I... tracks. Wow, really? <laughs> yes. I didn't know. That's cool. I didn't know. I guess there's an audience or market out there for... Uh, Pokemon soundtracks. That's pretty cool. Well, I think the appeal of it is like you're at work. You can't be, you know, going to these websites and like uh, reading game guides and getting all into your video game stuff. But you can still kind of keep that uh, happy frame of mind by listening to the music during the day and just kind of having that as an escape, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's it's I mean, your, yeah, it's it's your outlet for video games during the day when you're not supposed to be. You know, thinking about video games. It's your Pokemon Escape. <laughs> yes. Um, my other little thing is um, Disney Infinity uh, came out today. That's not a little thing. That's a huge thing. But um, there's these crystal figures that are Toys R Us exclusive, evidently. <laughs> um, so that it seems uh, 
uh, Lightning Queen's going to be one of the first ones here, but uh, Disney's going all out with this this game. I believe it's $250 if you want to buy every single action figure thing. Yeah, um, I would call that going all out, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing, it's not like Skylanders where you need to buy all those because you only need to buy the play sets um, to have the full game. So initially, it's just 75 bucks for the starter kit, and that includes all the content. The other stuff is just skins if you buy these other characters for now. So, um, uh, Is this game a game you're going to be getting? At some point, uh, maybe next year, I think. Uh, perhaps next year. When, maybe uh, in a summer lull or something like that. Yeah, that's my <laughs> guess, because I got too much stuff to keep me busy with, and it's 75 bucks that I don't want to spend on that right now. Yeah, um, that's a lot. Yeah, this winter is the winter of my money going to Nintendo first-party games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. Me yeah. as well. Um, so, last week... Uh, we were going to talk about um, the whole annual earnings report uh, thing that came out. Not the actual earnings, but some interesting tidbits that came out of that. Um, first off, the number of consoles Nintendo sold over the years. They've sold 268.97 million units of hardware for <laughs> the home consoles. That's that's awesome. It's it's great. Um it's not anywhere near um, iPhone numbers, I don't think, or is it? Um, <laughs> but it's a different market, I'd say. <laughs> oh, a completely different market. But that's that's a, you know that's something not any you know I don't think any other company could say that. So, and software sales, maybe Sony. Yeah, maybe because they have all the um, yeah those, those PlayStation twos. <laughs> yeah, the CD players. I guess that's hardware. Um, but software sales two. Th- thousand one hundred ninety five point oh nine million i don't know how to interpret that that's really weirdly worded how many two one nine five point oh nine million okay i have no idea what that means but a lot basically (laughs) yeah a lot of software i mean yeah if you compare the two numbers uh software is a lot bigger um by a a huge factor there and then yeah go ahead I was going to say, I'm glad Nintendo's starting to see the rewards of having digital downloads, something they were hesitant on, or seemed hesitant on for a while, but now I think it's paying off for them. Yeah, I'd say so. Were those software download numbers, or was that just software in general? In general. Okay. Wow. Yep. As of March 31st, 2013, um, either physical or digital. And that's just home consoles. For uh, the handhelds, 385.15 million units uh, of hardware, (laughs) which is cool. Yeah, I'm sure half of those were purchased because of Pokemon, but... And, yeah, the the numbers will reflect that less games are being bought by mobile players, as there's 1907.25 versus 2195, so... Uh, more hardware, but less software for those uh, handhelds. Yeah, I wouldn't have actually thought that. I would have thought it had been on par, maybe even a bit more, maybe. Because games are cheaper. Games they... are cheaper, and they're a little bit, you know, they're not as full-fledged, so interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the audience that they're, is it a younger audience, maybe, than the home console, where the dad's more likely to buy more and more stuff for the home console versus the handheld, or what it might be? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know what that is. That's interesting. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, it's a fantastic PDF uh, if you want to go through it. There's all sorts of fun stuff in there. Uh, PDF was it Nintendo that released that? Yes, it's somewhere on their website. I can. So it's official. Cool. It is official. They got some cool artwork in here too. I gotta say. Um, but yeah, that's a cool thing to go through. Um, as far as next up, I had this crazy idea that I thought would be a cool thing for them, Nintendo to do. That is, um, Nintendo has this world store in New York City. And I saw this crazy launch event video, which looked vaguely like an Apple launch event as far as craziness and lines and just uh, Nintendo fans just camping out there waiting for the the launch event. And I thought, you know, Apple had a problem in the 90s with consumers not knowing what Apples were because Best Buy weren't knowledgeable about Apple products or whatever company it was. Um, so they create Apple stores with knowledgeable people, and it's all about Apple. Um, Nintendo seems to be facing, I'd say, not as bad of that problem, but a similar problem where people go into a Best Buy, they ask, hey, I'm into gaming. Um, most of the staff there, I'd say, are probably more gearing them towards PS3 or Xbox 360 because that's what um, they're more knowledgeable about, I'd say, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um and perhaps Nintendo would do well with a bunch of like at, like uh, Nintendo stores across the country, kind of like how they have the Nintendo World Store in New York. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, most companies out there would probably benefit from having a place where you really see their stuff um, on display and really get to experience you know their product the way it's supposed to. You know, the best way to get your message across is to be able to control the message so you know people going into best buy and you know they're they're getting all these distractions from all these other things if people were to go into a nintendo store they're obviously just going to see you know what nintendo has the offer you know whether it be 3ds wii u all the different games um i think it'd be a cool idea i think for not every company would be able to do it well but nintendo is one of them that could yeah and they'd be i'd say they'd make a lot of money doing it because i think they'd move a lot of systems that way quite honestly yeah, you know, I guess it's one of those things you got to look at. Look at you know how much investment up front is it, and how long would it take them to you know for that to pay off for them. I um, guess you just start with one in each of the major cities and go from there. I mean, I think having just an experience where you're able to go in and you know how at the Apple Store sometimes it's like a playground. People go in and just like let me check my email because it's a friendly Apple Store. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a Nintendo Store would be the same way. It'd be even more so. Let me go here and play some video games for an hour. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, a Nintendo Store almost might make more money off merchandise. You know, It'd be like an arcade almost for free. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, people playing games. I mean, I would love that. You know, merchandise. You got yeah, all the your launch, Mario stuff. I mean, the launch events would be cool shirts. too. You know, yeah, totally. Because they have a launch event in the New York City store for pretty much every first part title that comes out. You know, they had a pajama party for the Dream Team, which is kind of funny. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, looking at uh, pictures now. It's a cool store. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's four hours away if I really want to drive down to it. But I've never been to New York City. That might be kind of a. I might do it one of these days. Who knows? That's cool. I'd say go for it. It looks like they got some cool shirts, some like retro uh, NES shirts. This is. I'd like this. Yeah, they should have more of those. <laughs> Maybe not the big two-story ones, but the, just have some uh, some good experience at Nintendo stores across the country. Because uh, America, I think, needs it. Japan, they're doing good. Nintendo's their homeland. Uh, but uh, America, you got the Xbox as American as it gets kind of competing with it now. 
Yeah, I think they have a few stores in Japan, or at least one. I think the New York one's the only one here in the States. Um, I like it too because it's kind of almost a museum. They have like all the different systems, you know, they kind of talk about them a little bit. I'm actually looking at a picture here now. They actually have a Game Boy on display in the store. It looks like it's been melted and annihilated, and they have mm-hmm. it on display just showing, hey, look, it still works. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it's, it's wild. pretty cool. Um, yeah, related to that, they're doing the summer game tour. Um, and basically, they're taking the Wii U around different places, and then Hollywood. The mall across from the old Kodak Theater basically got overtaken with the Wii U, and it looks pretty cool. I, I know that mall area, and uh, f- do more of that, do more of the Nintendo stores, and you know I think that'll do a long, uh, didn't they, long uh, way of good. Didn't they take a subway and turn an entire section into yeah. uh, Luigi? Was it, it the it, L? L it was section? an elevated train, but uh, yes, okay. they did. That's cool. <laughs> I got a lot of pictures in my notes here. Uh, the first day, they had a Luigi character being dressed up, as you would see at E3, on the train doing all these photo shoots and, like, talking <laughs> to people. And it's, on one of the pictures, it's like, Luigi's in the front, and everyone else is, like, standing in the back of the train looking at him. So I'm curious how much they were scared of Luigi or not. Yeah, <laughs> like, some of these pictures from it, these people are like, who is this guy? Like what's this old going on? Yeah, like this, I'm just going to work. Yeah, this old lady's giving him the stink eye it looks like in this one picture. Yeah. Now, also would have been so much fun. They're giving high fives. Yeah, this would have been good costume too. And they looks, had the Wii U set up great. I think at one of the stations that day for people to play. Um, I think this is going to be set up for another week or so. Without Luigi there, but the train will be in full garb. It's uh, the first two trains of this brown line, um, and it's inside and out decorations. It's pretty sweet. It's cool. Cool marketing. Yes. um, Good move. Reminds me kind of of Despicable Me 2. They had these crazy buses in L.A. where they just covered the thing in in minions, and it was, like, so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways... Um, what's, what's your longish topic you, you had on the plate for today? Uh, so longish topic, it has to do with the gamepad itself. Um, so I've been playing more Wii U games cause there's some games to actually play now. Um, and I really started noticing this with Pikmin. How, how was your battery life on your Wii U gamepad? It's excellent. Good five to six hours for most five to games. Six. Yeah. I'm getting a probably maybe about four to five hours, you know, to me, I, it's not what it should be. Most, uh, I mean, are you having the brightness cranked to five or where where is no, it sitting? I, I usually have brightness uh, about four. You know, okay, mine's um, typically three, so that's probably where I get the longer. Yeah, that's hours. probably the difference. I try to keep the sound down because obviously the the speakers use energy, so that's going to drain the battery too. Um, you know, it, it's it's got me thinking. You know, it's. Nintendo usually doesn't do revisions of their consoles mid-cycle. Um, they do that with their handhelds a lot, especially the past few years. I'm thinking, would we, would we, you know, in a few years or maybe a year or so, see a a, a Wii U re- redo with a new gamepad? You know, maybe a well, little bit. They did a better. Wii Motion Plus. I always questioned, will there be a gamepad plus or the equivalent? Yeah. But as far as battery life, um, they've started to address this in Japan with an extended an official battery that extends the battery life. You just pop off, uh, unscrew the old one, put in the new one. 
and I believe it works with ours. So if you wanted to import that, or I, I'd imagine they'll release it here in the states at some point. It expands it, I think, to like eight to ten hours or something. And that's from Nintendo. From Nintendo, official uh, battery from them. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so it's in might... Japan now. It might be coming to the states sometime soon. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of attaching things to things like no, that. No, but... uh, not attaching. Uh, just unscrew the back plate. There's oh, okay. extra room oh, in there for okay. bigger batteries. So. Yeah, I'm definitely might looking at that. I was in my local game store and they had a extra AC adapter for not actually it wasn't too bad price. It was like maybe it was less than ten bucks, you know. So I could always get one of those, keep it you know kind of underneath my couch, I guess, or near my gamepad. But it's just got me thinking, you know, would we see a, a different gamepad in the future sooner than a new console? Yeah, I mean, I always wonder that because they have the. Um... Wii Motion Plus. I was wondering, GamePad Plus, would it have like yeah. a? Uh, the screen's fine by my standards, but like, would they increase the screen? I don't know. Would they? The, uh, the thing, so- I, I think they could. They the screen's good. It's definitely. I, it's definitely. I mean, I play on it. It's not. I anything. think they'd stick with the current technology of the touch screen being DS like, but um, oh, yeah. they can make oh, it yeah. OLED or whatever. Um, they can make yeah. Maybe the colors look a little better. You know. Um, you know, they could maybe make it a little bit bigger, you know, anything that doesn't sacrifice battery, maybe a little bit better battery. But, you know, it's something uh, they might do. I'm thinking they might I mean, we might see that in a year or two. Yeah, I'd say I don't know how long this console run will be is you think five years for this run? Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be. Yeah, I think they set themselves up for, you know, that amount of time. And I think they're I mean, it shows that the system can do more than people can and think it can do with Ghost, Call of Duty Ghost coming on it and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'll definitely be a just as long as we, if not a little longer, you know, maybe a little shorter, but on par with everything else, other yeah. Nintendo systems. So um, some quick hits here. Mighty Switch Force 2 coming to the Wii U at some point in the future. Um, a weird comment from Iwata, which is just odd. Um, if the price is actually an issue with Wii U, then there is some contradiction between the current sales balance between basic and premium versions of Wii U. Basic should have sold a lot more, but the fact is people are buying more premium versions, so the issue is not there. I think, I think that's more misdirection to the press than anything else. I, I can't believe this smart, intelligent guy is negating the fact that... Um, you get so much more with the 50 bucks and the color difference and all that other stuff. And it's more available in stores, I'd say. Um, like, yeah, so I think that's more misdirection than anything else. But I wasn't sure what you thought about that comment. Oh, I mean, i in an interesting situation because I did buy the basic set. And I want the deluxe set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just because I wanted it on day one. But um, Oh, that's right. They were sold out when you... They were sold out, so I just got it. I, you know, didn't think it'd be that big a deal, but I, you know, I, I do want the black color now, and maybe the thirty-two gigs of internal would be nice. Um, yeah, I, to me, I think people are getting more consumers are getting used to if they're going to buy something, getting what they need rather than just what's cheapest. You know, yeah, fifty bucks um, long run is not a ton, especially if it includes a game. Yeah, that's the thing. They see the game and they go, "Well, it's like I'm sixty dollar have... game? That's a bargain." Yeah, they they, they know they're going to have to buy a game anyways, or they're going to want something to play right out of the box. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, it's you know, I was almost a little surprised when they came out with two SKUs because it's not something Nintendo has ever done before. Um, but you know, it's what everyone's into these days, giving people more options, which is good. Well, but, I think yeah. they initially they, 
the they had to hit that two ninety nine price point is what they were going after, and that made two skews. And I think two skews is a bad idea. It really is. Yeah, for their product, I think it's a bad idea. Um, too much confusion. Too much confusion. They need to just set people up for the, you know, the most success in the future, which would be having more internal storage and things like that. So. I think I think we will see the basic set dropped and the regular one become the two ninety nine. I think it's got to happen. Yeah, well, the basics are already hard to find these days now. Yeah, and that's what people want. I think people want the premium. Or yeah, the and there's a thirty two gigabyte white one out in Japan now, so that is out there. Um, oh, that's cool. So that may come to the states at some point. Um, as far as Ducktales, I forgot to mention this golden cartridge thing. Oh it, yeah, hundred fifty cartridges that were like handmade for press which is wild yeah i saw this i didn't know they made 150 of them i want one though they got gotta be so valuable um and they got brand new boards to print the game on so this is a brand new nes printing of ducktales yeah there's a uh from what i understand um there's a Right now, there's a lot of people who actually are making brand new games on NES carts. It's not too difficult to do. So they're actually creating new games and putting them on. They're taking old games and just wiping them off and putting mm-hmm. their games on them. So. Yeah, I know there's a reprint of Mother 1 that uh, Rose Colored Gaming's doing, and it's beautiful. It's like a work of art thing. I wouldn't mind seeing you know people coming up with a way to just make brand new carts and putting brand new games on them. I'm the type of person that if I'm buying like you know a mobile game or something like that if i see a game that has sprite art or you know more retro style i like i would probably buy that over anything else so i now, think it's it's a cool idea i got a question um in this age we're in we see 2d games we see 3d games n64 it seems like every <laughs> single game on that platform is trying to be 3d or is 3d was is there anything you can crawl, recall that was a 2d game on the n64 uh paper mario had a 2d ish style oh that's right um there yeah there's a robo i don't remember the name of the game robotron robotics game where you're like this robot with a wheel as a foot and it's kind of you know it's a side scrolling kind of platform there's definitely them out there okay. uh, clay, clay fighters almost in that kind of 2d style so imagine um, those would be rather beautiful even today the 2d versions or uh, 2D you know, games of that era uh, uh, you know they're. Mm. I mean, better than. I mean, some the three D <laughs> games don't hold up especially well. So I wasn't sure if the two D games were better off. Uh, they're they're. It's strange because they could have done you know more bits and sprite art, but they chose to use more polygons. So mm, okay. you would think they would look good, but they don't. N sixty four is like the growing pains of three D gaming because not you know you know they they just don't hold up as well as. Most yeah, other 3D some games. of them are okay to play. Um, I was playing um, Triple Play 2000 and Knockout Kings 2000 uh, yesterday. Uh, Knockout Kings looks great today. It, it, it was amazing to me, though, that some games like that, they made you take out the memory card, put in the Rumble Pack after every fight, pretty much, to, to save <laughs> it and get your Rumble feature. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah, that, that would bug me because they had the capability of saving it on the cartridge itself, right? So why yeah, would they make you? Yeah, unless it was too big of a save file or something silly, I, I guess. I guess, but come on. Yeah, and there's no excuse for that. Um, and then uh, Triple Play 2000, I, I played a medium difficulty level game, and 
I suck at that game now. The computer scored like 25 runs before I gave up in the fifth inning. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I couldn't figure out how, like, I was hitting people with my pitcher on accident. <laughs> like, I couldn't get on base hardly ever. It was terrible. And I used to be great at that game. Like, I won tournaments and... Oh, it's so sad how bad I got that game. Yeah, I go back and play old games, and it's amazing how much I suck. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a baseball game. It should be pretty simple, but no. You would think, oh, I found the name of this this 2D N64 platformer is called Robot something. Robot on, oh, his name's Rocket. Robot on Wheels. That's the name of it. <laughs> it I want to play that when it comes into my collection. Yeah, it's I'm now 93 games into it, which yeah, I, I'm I told is 30%. Yeah. Cool. That's uh are you using the app? I, I just you? started using it. It's fantastic. Uh it my, is my, isn't it? My my collection is worth uh now $911. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love that app. It's it's so good for any collector. Just awesome features. Oh, you you might notice the rocket game when you get it cuz it is a red cartridge. It'll stick out. Yes, I love the multicolor cartridges. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. I I dig it. So, um, a while back, we had this Ultra Hand uh, thing from Animal Crossing New Leaf. Like, what is the Ultra Hand? That sounds kind of weird. Um, <laughs> it was a toy Nintendo sold, and it was also, um, it was also a video game they made for the Wii. And it, it, evidently, it's a thing. So that's the Ultra Hand. Uh, I'm gonna have to 1966. I can't find one on eBay, sadly. <laughs> it came out in 1966. It was Ultra a toy, hand. so yeah, the Alter Hand from Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo before video games had toys. That's what they did: card games and toys. And so. I got the I won the Love Tester on, in Animal Crossing today, which I'm was lo- which was a huh. Nintendo creation as well. Oh, that's cool. I'm from, yeah, I'm, I'm googling right now Alter Hand for Nintendo, and I don't see too much on it. Um, let me uh, Ultra Hand Nintendo. Let's I wonder see. if I'm spelling this right. <laughs> I, I think I'm putting two words I know pretty well together. Ultra Hand. Yeah, it's the first thing in Wikipedia there. Just search for Ultra Hand. Okay, it was yeah, on so WiiWare. I, yeah, I was looking on images and I saw the little toy and then I didn't think that was it. But yeah, that is it. That's it. Yeah, Nintendo was a toy company originally, so. It also was in Wario Master of Disguise, which was a title for Wii, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was in Mario. It, this was in Mario Power Tennis and, yeah, Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's amazing. Cool. I love how they embrace their history like that. Yeah, they. That's. I think that's why people, one of the reasons people come back to Nintendo is because they have that, you know, those franchises and that history. That's yep. why I like coming back. So uh, in... Europe, there's this welcome a friend promotion where you register Animal Crossing New Leaf and you can give your friend a free copy of the game, which is pretty awesome. Oh, um, completely, they just get a free copy. Yeah, it's the get a friend hooked on Animal Crossing thing. It's like, hey, I love this game. You should get it too. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give them crack and they'll want crack for life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last bit I, I thought of to day was i'm not sure if we have time to go through um gamecube accessories i was wondering if you could walk me through what are the the accessories that hook in like to the bottom you mentioned the game boy player well what's all the stuff for gamecube that's of note cool so yeah the gamecube has the gamecube 
feels like and probably is the last well i can might be able to not say that it feels like the last system that nintendo had a lot of accessories for they did tons of accessories for the nes the super nintendo things like the super scope zapper the satellite things like that but uh, gamecube feels like the last time they did a lot mm-hmm. um so yeah the one i definitely always have on my gamecube is the game boy player it, it uh, attaches to the bottom of the gamecube through these serial you know custom ports nintendo has um Adds a little, like maybe about an inch and a half of height to the GameCube. Almost makes it a perfect square, almost. Yeah, I hear um, the disc is rather valuable. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the disc. I, I definitely have the disc. I have the uh, accessory. Works great. You just pop in any Game Boy Advance or you know pretty much any Game Boy game any ever made and plays perfect. Um, now, how much did this cost back in the day? Do you remember? Uh, it cost sixty bucks, like a normal game. And then the well, ga- no, I should probably do that. It might have been a little bit more, it might have been like eighty bucks. But it the was Game on, Boy it was, itself at that time was around hundred. Is that about right? Yeah, at the time the Game Boy Advance was around. This might have been around the time the SP was coming out, which was Nintendo's first kind of flip open gaming system, a portable mm-hmm. system. Yep. Um, it's probably around the time that came out. So yeah, about hundred, hundred twenty bucks. Those go went for I think. Okay. So, yeah, it was a little bit cheaper. I think, you know, obviously because you're not getting the whole system, you're just getting a little attachment. They gave it for a little cheaper. But, no, it's a it's awesome accessory. It's um, – I know some people really like the Super – I think it's called the Super Game Boy Player for the SNES, um, which is just a cartridge which has a cartridge slot on it for huh. Game Boy games. Have you ever seen that? No. It reminds me, though, I was, you know, at the retro gaming store in town here. And I noticed they had Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic 3 on the top of it. Do you remember that? Sonic and Knuckles had a um, little thing where it had a, I guess a lid you could, you know, cover up or take off. Where you could put Sonic 1, 2, or 3 into it. And I guess Sonic and Knuckles was a two-part game. Originally, Sonic Sonic 3 was like the first half. Yeah. And you'd flip it over. (laughs) I remember that. It's so wild. And you can't save Sonic and Knuckles unless you have Sonic 3 plugged in or something. Yeah, oh god, the nineties were so weird. I kind of um, want to get a Genesis just to get Sonic and Knuckles in that Sonic Three because I, it's like wow, I remember that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, another accessory they had was the attachment where you could plug the Game Boy right into the system. Um, for games like Wind Waker, in Wind Waker, you could have a little with your Game Boy Advance, you could have a Tingle tuner or mm-hmm. a little thing where you can keep track of Tingle and some mini games with him. Uh, things like Zelda Four Swords, you could have everyone have their own little screen. Things like that. Um, so that was a pretty. That was probably the second most popular accessory I think for the GameCube. They had the so microphone. That was like kind of like a like gamepad type thing, as far as like... yeah, almost yeah. It was pretty much just like uh, um, a gamepad. Same idea. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, not too many games took advantage of it. I think there was a Pac-Man game that took advantage of it. Uh, maybe Mario Tennis, things like that. Other and than that, there was uh, a modem, I believe. There's a modem. Yep. I had the modem because I had Fancy Store Online. Um, so yeah, the game, the Dreamcast, was the first system to really take gaming online. Uh, that generation. Uh, the Xbox definitely had Xbox Live. They were the first ones to go big with it. Uh, mm-hmm. The PS2 also had the PlayStation 2 also had a, a network adapter. 
um, and a, a good oh hand- my gosh, I remember doing that now. Yeah, a good handful oh of games gosh. supported that. Nintendo was definitely at the bottom of the barrel supporting online gaming that generation. I think Fantasy Star Online and maybe one other title supported online gaming. Um, which I had that I got the game just because I wanted to try online gaming out, and I thought it was cool. Uh, never got too much in the game. It's not really my type of thing. But, yeah, they had the network adapter. They also had a microphone for Mario Party, I think. <laughs> Interesting. I, other than that, I think that's – I mean, the WaveBird is the thing that comes to mind. I love my WaveBird. Yeah, I still need to pick one of those up on these days. Oh, it's the best controller ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, that, that that short cord on the GameCube is just so obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, after you after you go any wireless controller, it's any well, I mean, any cable on a controller. Compare just the N sixty four versus GameCube controller. The the cord length. Why is it so short on the GameCube? Like the controller, um, the D pad short, the cord short. Like it's a proportion thing, or what? I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> I don't know. They uh they had the DK bongos for GameCube. Did you ever see those or play with those? No, I. Uh, the game store they had um, the game itself. I asked him if he had the bongos, and he thought he did, but he didn't have any in the back. Um, so, yeah, one Donkey, of these days I want to get that. Yeah, Donkey Konga, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. You use the little little bongos as a controller for me. Yeah, music, I heard they game. made a Wii version. That's just not the same. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. Yeah, you use the Wii remotes, I guess. There was a GameCube controller that had a keyboard on it for Fancy Star Online. I think it was in Japan only. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Which might have been useful for things like Animal Crossing, too. But Yeah. They just need a microphone for Animal Crossing, I feel. So at Animal Crossing, were you aware uh, for the GameCube version it came with its own memory card? No. So yeah, it came with, with the memory card. Yeah, so the game was so big, uh, it came with its own memory card with its own sticker that said, "Oh, this is your Animal Crossing card." Um, so yeah, the, you, when you bought the game, it was included in there just because the sheer fact the, the game save file was so big. I guess they didn't want to take over anyone else's memory card. Huh. Um, they also wanted you to take it to other people's houses. So yes, and I had another GameCube cart, so I was able to have kind of two towns. Which I, only kind of, I almost use one town as like a dump where I just kind of dump things and just, you know, traded things off or I'd restart a town to get a certain fruit and just, so you know, you, start it over. And, so you bought a separate card just you know, to I, take advantage of the, the economies <laughs> of Animal Crossing. No, no. What happened is I got the game, the, the memory card because I need to save my game files. And I already had that when I got Animal Crossing. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, but I think still, the game. You used to uh, you just switch between the towns to yeah. to get rich, right? Yeah, the GameCube had two different memory cards officially from Nintendo. One was like a f- like a four megabyte one, which was gray, and the other one was a black one, which held uh, two f- or sixteen megabytes. So it was like four times more of the storage. And I got the black one, so I had plenty of room to have like multiple Animal Crossing towns and and other. Um, other game files. I think if you had just the gray cartridge, the gate, the gray uh, mm-hmm. memory pack, you did not have room for Animal Crossing. So that's why they had to include one. They didn't want to just you know screw everyone over. I'll tell you, I'm so glad we're done with memory cards. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I miss cartridges for that reason. The fact you have game save files on them. I love cartridges. I, I love cartridges, but uh, memory cards. Suck, I hated yeah. the memory card era during. Before we had internal storage on our systems. Yeah, it's funny to me. I look back, and the Wii only has two or you know five twelve megabytes. 
this you know that system yeah that's crazy that's crazy yeah the game he was like the first one where you had to, you absolutely needed a memory card first time i it, loaded yeah, it up was, it's like how do i save stuff yeah see it was the only nintendo system where they you had you know they didn't give you that they didn't give you you know in, internal storage and the games you couldn't save it to the disc obviously so yeah i want Seems I guess like that Nintendo aired. should have been a leader in that aspect of gameplay. Uh, well, you know, I, I think it was just a matter of technology at that point. Okay, that seems like an I don't know, obvious solution almost to have instead of a slot that you plug stuff into. It's just yeah. kind of inside of it instead of the outside. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, you know, but I guess you want the option to take them out and go to your buddy's house to load up the file. I guess. Yeah, they knew Animal Crossing was coming. Yeah, because you could do that with the cartridge. You just take the cartridge with you. So. Yeah. Uh, one ga- I, here's a man. I, I said there weren't many GameCube accessories, but I, I keep finding them. <laughs> the component cables for GameCube are probably the most sought after after GameCube accessory. Are they different from component cables for Wii or uh, N64? I think I don't know if the N64 even has component cables. That- it's the same. So. As far as I know, it's the same it, exact. Um, it's the, yeah, it's the same. The port, it's the same shape for game for GameCube and N sixty four. I and know SNES. That's, is it SNES too? Yeah, because I switched it's between much them. Every like most old Nintendo systems, you can use the same cable. It's it's so yeah. weird. I'm I'm pretty sure the Wii though switched to a different size one, so you can't use your Wii one for the GameCube. I'm I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it is. Oh yes, you are right. It's a big old one. Yeah, for official GameCube component cables, uh, they go for about 150 bucks on eBay. That's insane. It's Does insane. It look that much better. Uh, yeah, probably not 3D games. I've heard that GameCube or Game Boy uh, games through the Game Boy Player look a lot better, mm-hmm. just crisper, things like that. I, I'm the type of guy that when the Wii came out, I went out and bought component cables like right away just because mm-hmm. I wanted the games to look as good as possible. Yeah. I can't imagine GameCube games looking that much better because they weren't, you know, people, people made Wii games to support 480 uh, P, you know, progressive scan. People didn't really build too many GameCube games to support progressive scan. I know a few did, but maybe, you know, maybe Nintendo's games did, but not many of them did. So can't be that big a difference. They're only, I, I think they're only that expensive because Nintendo didn't sell that many of them, obviously. So, you know, they're rare. Yeah, that's that's interesting, to say the least. Yeah, so I mean, I see- think they look mostly fine on my, my projector. Um, but... Uh, Super Mario Sunshine just looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's not the best looking game. I, I'd say if you have a projector, it might be looking into. I was at my game local game store, and I was just looking, you know, browsing through the cables, seeing if they had any. Uh, that was before I knew that they were 150 bucks. The guy then told me, and I researched it, and of course he was right. But he gave me a cool tip saying, you know, a lot of third-party accessory makers made component cables that supported all three systems mm-hmm. for that generation. So if you just buy one of those, that are, which are a lot cheaper, you'll get GameCube component cables. They're just not official Nintendo. So I see. You could do that. You know, that's, yeah. It might be worth it. Yeah, Can't I be- might go back to Super Mario Sunshine, but the first time I watched it, it was just hurting my, it was hurting my eyes because it looked like crap. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my least favorite Marios. Yeah. By far, my least favorite 3D Mario. I, I, I played it once and never came back to it. It's, I bought it. It's in my collection. I, I, one of these days, I might go through it. Um, I still haven't figured out how to beat Super Mario 64. I just get stuck at the very beginning of that game. Like, where the heck do I go? 
uh, kind of thing. Yeah, it's very non. It's very open world, which Nintendo has gotten away from lately. Obviously, with Mario's, um, you should go to YouTube and just look up a speed run of that game. You can see people beating that game within like five or ten minutes. What five ten minutes? Oh yeah, you can beat that game pretty quickly. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I might get a game guide and actually I'll watch some of the speed runs perhaps. They're fun. Some most game speed runs are fun. I like I watch I, I like watching them. Yeah, someone found a glitch <laughs> in Ocarina where they could do it in like twenty minutes. I think. Yeah, man. There's a lot of game glitches. <laughs> oh yes. So, um, any last topics before we close the show out today? Uh, no. I think that that just does it for me. That's that's about it. Very cool. Um, where can people find you in the meantime? Uh, the meantime, you can find me on Twitter, John Wesley A on Twitter. Um, that's where I spend most of my time social networking. Um, I did just put up uh, officially now my Nintendo collection channel on YouTube's up. So if you search John's Nintendo carts is one word, it's the name of the channel. I'll be posting videos of the carts I get, everything like that. Um, my first video's there. So if you want to check that out, you can find that John's Nintendo carts. Very cool. Uh, you should just a, a, a um, suggestion. Put a like links to your um, online collection through that uh, application um, in, in the profile or something. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that app we mentioned. Uh, they give you a link to their website, which they use to back up all your data, and they give you a URL which you can share with people to, so they can compare their collections, things like that. So yeah, I might do that. It's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, there's an area on YouTube where you can have like a profile with links and stuff. So. Just, yeah, a, just a thought. Throw it no, up there. No, no, it's a good idea. I haven't spent too much time getting like – I know they have channel art and things like that. I haven't spent too much time looking at that. Hopefully this next week I'll get all that up and looking official. But I just want to get the video up as, as fast as possible. I was going to wait and do the video later when I had a better setup and and just maybe a better camera, maybe a better place to do it. But I said, what the heck? I'm just going to go ahead and start doing it now. That's how you need to. You get better over time. Yeah, get better over time. I'm not worried about it. It's cool to just share this stuff. Yep. Um, for me, I am T C H A T E N pretty much everywhere. My YouTube channel is just two and a half thousand shy from three hundred thousand. So, go there and um, help me push me over the edge. Um, if I'm not already over, which I will be shortly here. Um, cool. That's so yeah, cool. yeah. Every hundred thousand is like a big thing, and it's getting quicker and quicker every time. So that's like, awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. The half a million will be pretty big. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, um, I'm there on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, um, Meverse, and yeah, elsewhere. Find on, so. Yeah, find me on Meverse. I like Meverse. It's a fun little place. Fun little place. Uh, you won't find me on Facebook. I'm not usually on Facebook, but yeah, everywhere I'm else. I'm not there that much. I say it because I, 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 it's there if you're that kind of person. That kind of person. I, I try <laughs> just, to keep that. Just don't invite me to Farmville because I'm playing my <laughs> 3DS with Animal Crossing. <laughs> I feel like Twitter, I can talk to anybody. I feel like Facebook, I... I should probably know them. I don't know why I feel that way, but that's how I feel. Yeah. But I'm on there if you want to find me. I'm there too, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Twitter is more um, appropriate, I think. Definitely. um, Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode, and we'll be back uh, next week. Have a good week. Ever think about becoming a podcaster? Thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast, and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of TechFan. 
I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for primetime. time.